Hello all and welcome to another episode of The Athlete's Advocate. I'm your host, Ashelle Tack, professional basketball player and published author of The Reality Behind the Glamour of College Athletics. Today's episode features former elite college athlete and professional athlete, Amanda Chamberlain. Amanda, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm so excited to have you on the show today. <laughs> Amanda graduated from the University of North Texas with a stellar resume on the court. She broke the school record for single season 4.436 and career .364 hit percentage. She led the team in kills 348, block solos 24, block assists 98, and total blocks 122. Amanda also earned a spot on Conference USA commissions on a roll. As a senior, she finished her career with the second most block assists 302. Fourth most total blocks, 372, and ninth most block solos, 70 in program history. She also went on to play professionally before an injury led her into retirement. For my basketball people out there, if you don't know any of these, just the percentages and everything, go Google it, you know, and then come back to the episode. Um, but, you know, Amanda, on paper, you know, your sports resume is phenomenal. It's stellar. You know, you were all-conference team, broke school records. You led your team in kills, commissioned on a roll, so many great things. Though you had major accomplishments athletically, um, you had some concerns academically after you retired from the game. I remember back, you know, tweeting about um, – you know, the importance of internships on Twitter and how athletes should really um, kind of force that conversation with their programs and everything, you know. And I remember you and other athletes kind of chiming in on the conversation and talking about how important it is. Um, but before we dive into that topic, let's talk about your journey. You know, as a volleyball player in college, how is your time, you know, broken down? What does a day as a volleyball player look like for you? Yeah, so on a typical day, uh, we would have 6 a.m. weights, which no one really wants to wake up for, but we signed up for it, so we have to be there. So 6 a.m. weights, and we have breakfast after, which we have to have as a team. Um, and then we have, like, classes from 9 to 12, just ranging. So if you have, like, an hour class or you have two classes that day, one class, whatever, 9 to 12 is your class time. And then you have 2 to 4, we have practice and so those practices are very grueling, very time-consuming, very t physically taxing on your body. Um, and then we have dinner from like five to six or whenever you can grab dinner. And then we have to be back for study hall. So we have a set amount of hours each week that we have to complete. So we have to stay in study hall for a certain amount of time. And then we get home around like nine, 10 o'clock and we do any other homework that we have or study for a test or write an essay and then wake up and do it all again. Yeah, sounds like a sounds like a very long schedule. <laughs> and you know, I had as a basketball player, I had something similar to you guys. Um not quite cuz your season starts before ours, but something similar. So I can definitely relate. Um now, you know, regarding my tweet that I mentioned earlier, um you and others responded, you know, but I wanted to, you know, point out what you said. You know, um you said Getting an internship would have helped me immensely, regardless if I was going pro or not. Now, I'm a few steps back because spring practices were more important than getting my foot in the door. Coaches really fail players by keeping them from future job opportunities. You know, we're going to unpack everything you just said, but let's start with the start of your season and how long it runs. And between what periods do you feel like you could have done those internships if the opportunities were presented to you? 
Yeah, so the season typically, well, we typically start in the summer. So we have fall camp, um, well, summer camp, basically. So we start early July. Um, we have open gyms at that time, weights, conditioning, really getting us ready for the season. And then we have uh, camps for the little kids that we have to also attend. So we have to run those and be present for those. And then we have actual fall camp, two a days, three a days. <laughs> Uh, that goes from like the beginning of August to about mid-August, and then the fall season actually starts. Then we end around November, early December, depending on if we make the end of the postseason tournaments. And then we have winter break, and we come back in January and do spring season. And then we uh, have that for about three months. And then when school ends, we have a little short summer break, and we're back to do it again. <laughs> and so... Yeah, and, you know, kind of um, um, talking to my basketball players out there, I know some programs, uh, you know, allow us to go both summers, and then some programs only want to go one summer, which is either June or July or both. Um, I don't believe we need to go both sessions, you know what I mean? I think, you know, going in June or July can help the athletes, and, you know, and the other month they can spend that whole month doing internships, you know? So schools or athletic programs don't really need to force athletes to come both sessions for workouts and then start season in August because usually, typically, when athletes go for both sessions, they come back for those two weeks, they're already out of shape anyways. You know, they're having to start over in August. So it's like there's no, there's really no point, you know, and those classes you really don't need to get ahead, right, because we take – you know, 15 hours per semester. So it's not like we're falling behind and it's an academic thing. It's more of like an athletic thing that they're really forcing. Um, now, the second part of that tweet said, I'm a few steps back because spring practices were more important than getting my foot in the door. You know, how far behind were you after graduation and trying to get into your career? Um, and because you went and played professional after graduation, um, how did you feel after you retired because of injury? Did you feel like you were behind? What did you have to do to really catch up you know academically and career-wise to where you needed to be and where you were supposed to be so yeah going pro I don't regret it at all because I mean that's every athlete's dream you always want to go to the highest level you possibly can we put our bodies through so much we have gone through everything imaginable to get to that point so I don't regret it at all um, but it did put me back a little bit because when I did get back home when I did find out that I'm not going to be an athlete for the rest of my life, I had to find a job. So, and I couldn't stay in my parents' house forever. Although I like to, my mom's pretty cool, but I can't stay here forever. So I have to get a job. And usually when I was in college, we had career fairs. Um, and I was in the criminal justice honor society, which is what I got my degree in. Um, and we had career fairs for that too. And I remember going to one of those career fairs especially during my senior year and I just felt like I was lost because all these girls were talking about oh I already did my resume I'm going to go for an internship with the FBI which is what I wanted to do and I was like well how do you do that and she's like well it takes such and such time you go through I think it was during a time where I was going to be playing volleyball and I was like well I'm already out of that so I can't I can't even do that because I'm going to be playing volleyball and so I remember feeling really sad about that and really feeling like, well, I can't even get my foot in the door. I can't even, when I do get done playing volleyball and decide to go into the FBI, like I can't 
really do what I need to do. And I don't feel like I'm prepared enough for that. And so I just felt like I was like really behind. And I remember just being really sad for like months just because I, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know I was applying for jobs and I wasn't getting them. And, you know, just the post-grad depression that pretty much all athletes go through. Right. You know, and it's not just regular, you know, non-athletes that go through this. It's athletes, too, because, you know, you grow up playing your sport and you really don't get the experience you you need outside of sports, right, in your careers until after you're done because you don't have the time. And then when you're done, you're kind of faced with reality in life, you know, and you're having to experience everything at once, you know. So that could be that could definitely be taxing, you know, mentally and emotionally. Um, you know, in your comment, you know, the last portion of it, you said that coaches fail players by keeping them from future job opportunities. You know, as someone who was once a part of the system, how do you think the NCAA can now be involved to where they kind of push these programs to do these things? Because I know there's certain programs that are good about that, you know, good about doing those. And then there's other programs that don't really care and don't understand the significance of it. How can the NCAA kind of step in and enforce some type of legislation or policy where it's like, you know what, we need to do a better job of preparing our student athletes, you know, especially those that don't get the opportunity to go pro, but everybody, right? Because your your body's going to stop operating at some point, right? So we need everybody prepared. Um, how can they step in and really enforce that to where programs and, you know, not I wouldn't say universities because they do what they need to do, right? They provide the opportunities. It's more so the athletic programs allowing student athletes to do this. So how do you think um, the NCAA can step in? So I don't really know how much power the NCAA has. And NCAA will have, but I feel like they could, whenever the sports off season is, I feel like they can really allow time, make sure that the universities and that all the sports are allowing time for those athletes to pursue those kind of things, internships, summer jobs, like just anything that can get their foot in the door of the career that they choose. So when, you know, you're trying to figure out what career path. And if you would have gotten an internship, let's say you're a freshman year summer and you decided you did not like that at all, then you can pursue a different career or change your major. And it won't affect you as much as when you are out of college or your senior year and you're confused and you're lost and you don't know where to go. So I feel like they can off season, they can make some type of legislation to let us have internships. Right. Now, how do you feel about that comment or that thing that's circulating around about how um, how student athletes are graduating at a high rate? Um, do you think there's any type of correlation with job success rate? I don't believe there is, you know, just because they're graduating at a high rate does not mean they're going to obtain jobs or are prepared or are experienced. Um, so how do you what do you feel about that with them advertising that as if it's a, a, a big accomplishment and that student athletes typically don't graduate? You know, what do you think about that comment? Yeah, I <laughs> student athletes <laughs> are graduating. Yes, we are graduating. That is a fact. But like you said, we're not getting jobs. Like, we're just, like, you know, we're not doing the things that we have set out to do or that we came to school to do. And you're promoting student athletes. You're not really, the student part is getting lost in the in the fold. So, yes, we are graduating, but we're not obtaining the jobs. Like I said, I was applying the jobs, but no one took me because I didn't have experience. No one even gave me a phone call back. There are jobs that I applied to years ago, still haven't heard from. So 
we're applying to jobs, we're not getting them. So yes, we are graduating, but we're not getting right. jobs. So then it kind of just, you know, um, cancels everything out, right? Because the point of getting a degree and graduating is to get a job after graduation. Um, now, along with your comments, two other athletes got in on the conversation as well. You know, one mentioned that they sacrificed their senior season to focus on their career. And the other one said that they stopped running track altogether. And when they did, they were able to figure out what it is they really wanted to do. Now, I don't I don't think student athletes should really have to sacrifice their scholarships just to pursue career opportunities, because when you sign that scholarship, they quote unquote promise you right an education and a degree alongside your athletic abilities. You know, you're providing your athletic abilities and you're getting an education for free. Now. What and and. How do you feel about those student athletes that had to forgo, you know, their scholarships or um, those coaches or programs that, you know, took those scholarships away, you know, and and made those student athletes or forced those student athletes to then have to pay for the rest of the school? Yeah, I I don't think that was fair at all. Um, I do, like you said, I do know a couple. I do know a couple of people that had to forgo their season just because they wanted to put their career first. They realized early on that they weren't going to be an athlete the rest of their life and that four years is such a short amount of time before uh, compared to their whole lifespan and what they have to do after they get out of college. So they realized that early on and they had to choose. And I don't think that was fair at all because um, I did know someone that had to do that and she was so good at her sport and she had so much promise and so much potential and it was cut short because she decided that I have to have a career after I'm done here and I have to make money so I can have a living, uh, make a living for myself. And, you know, she had to choose between the two. And now she had to pay for her own part, the last year of her tuition, her books, all that good stuff. And, you know, that just puts you in a really compromising position like you don't you love the sport you want to play it that's why you came to college that's why you were an elite athlete that's why you put yourself through all this stuff so you can become an athlete that you know is well known and does succeed in their in their job but you know I'm not going to be an athlete exactly forever. and you know I kind of want to debunk <laughs> the the statement or whatever about how like you know you're marketable and your experience itself is marketable and while I do agree there's certain things you learn as an athlete that you can apply towards jobs you know like leadership roles and all of that stuff um, and discipline and, and time management and all that I feel like there's nothing that can really replace work experience I think that's what people are missing is work experience you know what I mean, um, and some companies now even require that you have an internship. You know, when you apply for the job, right? It's like, okay, did they have an internship? No, okay, we're not going to take them because some of them are not going to waste their time really trying to teach you how to do your job from beginning to end, right? They kind of want to step in somewhere in the middle and be like, okay, well, you've learned this much. I guess we can help you the rest of the way so you can do your job efficiently, you know? So while, you know, programs and coaches and NCAA screaming, well, you can just market yourself as an athlete. You want championships. You want conference tournaments. That does not get you the job itself, okay? That looks good on paper, right? You know, you're a winner. <laughs> you're a winner but it's not gonna help you do that job <laughs> you know what i mean now 
they also kind of just kind of echo, you know, the alumni associations and how they're supportive and, you know, they help you kind of go into the, you know, workforce and everything. Do you believe that the alumni associations themselves are actually supporting these athletes that are struggling afterwards? Um, and, you know, are they staying in touch with these athletes? Are they really doing what they're supposed to do and what those, you know, associations and, and, um, I, I guess things put in place for athletes to utilize after they, uh, long after they leave the school. Do you think they're doing their jobs? They could be doing their jobs, but they could do better. Uh, I mean, I they probably are, but I haven't seen it. I haven't experienced it, um, so it's hard to speak on the whole thing. But they could do better. So, like, just even little things like extending out to the university or out to the athletic department. Hey, my job is hiring. Um, I'm a student athlete. I well, I used to be a student athlete. Now I'm in this such and such job. They're hiring here. I can put in a good word for the athlete that's applying. You know, it's kind of stuff like that. So it, because like you said, work experience. And sometimes we just need a foot in the door. And I remember building my resume and like you, you have to tailor your resume to each job that you're applying to. And I remember putting. Conference USA champion, and I was like, "Well, what does that have to do with anything?" You know, it's like, "Well, that doesn't like." Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, I have my ring on display, but what does that have to do with what I'm about to do right now? Like, and I just remember, and I was just like, "Well, man, what else do I have?" You know, so I remember doing that, and I'm just, you know, sometimes you can. I don't know if we can like set up a bulletin board platform for the alumni association who were student athletes to just like put out job postings or help with the resume building for that job or just you know little things like that yeah um kind of like a like a career advisor or something like that but student athletes that can help other student athletes you know what i mean instead of like regular career advisors helping student athletes or whatever the case is i i I think that's a good idea you know and whoever's listening to this you know i I hope something like that happens i hope you make it happen i don't know you know but i hope someone out there you know takes the initiatives uh takes the initiative and, and makes that happen now i do agree with you i think you know while you're in college um whether your program, you know, allows it or not, I think it's important, especially, so let's start, like, when you're a high schooler and you're being recruited and stuff, I think it's important that you ask those questions, like, hey, you know, when I do get, you know, to that point of my life where I'm, you know, starting to consider my degree path and now have to get an internship to kind of get the experience I need, would you guys allow me to do that? You know what I mean? And then, you know, for those college athletes that are currently in college, if you're, like, a sophomore, freshman, you should be asking those questions. If you're a junior senior it's never too late but you really have to get on it now you know what i mean you know times are changing especially the time we're in now like jobs are limited internships are limited and they're asking crazy experience for even internships nowadays like it's an internship what do you mean what do you mean you need 20 20 years of experience how does this even make sense it doesn't make sense um but it's really important to push for yourself advocate for yourself and get it done no matter if they say no or not like take care of that because like we we're kind of you know just like we're echoing right now and 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 talking about like your physical abilities are not going to you know last a long time you know you need to use your brain you need to use your career your academics to be able to live out and sustain the type of lifestyle you want later on so those things are important you know 
career fairs you know i remember you talking about how like they always have like sales jobs right the companies that usually come are companies like that wants you know people that are in sales and stuff so i think the university could do a better job of actually bringing in real life career professionals in different careers to give these student athletes, um, you know, their perspectives and their experiences to see if they're really interested in that. You know what I mean? Um, now for those athletes that may be going through what you went through right now, what is some advice you would give them on how to approach the, the workforce? You know, you know, what can they do? What can they change about themselves or their mindset or what they're doing on their resume? What can they do to, I guess, you know, supply themselves with more opportunities, you know, you know, and getting a job in, in, in whatever they're trying to do? Um, I think my biggest advice would be to reach out to people there's so many people going through the same thing you're going through that um, they might be able to help you. They might be able to give you some tips and tricks if they've made it, you know, past the interview process. Um, they might be able to give you some hints on what to say, what not to say, what to put on your resume, what not to put on your resume. And um, they're out there. They really are out there. You just got to reach out and try and go find them. But other than that, I think you guys just need to keep an open mind. Um, it's going to be okay. You guys are gonna get through it. We're all we all went through the same thing, so you're not alone in going through this. Um, so it's gonna be okay, and you're gonna find something, and you're gonna find something that you love and that you want to do for the rest of your life. Um, and if you didn't have an internship, it's okay. If you can't get one, it's okay. But the fact that you tried, the fact that you actually sought it out and were looking for it, that's gonna be a great experience in and of itself. Great. Now that's beautiful. Now, what is one thing you would leave with our listeners that are listening in um, today? So I actually want to talk to three p people in three different stages. So like you said, the recruits ask questions on your visits, ask questions on your phone calls, ask questions to your coach. They recruited you, so they need you, obviously. So don't be afraid to ask those questions. Ask if they will give you time to have an internship. Ask what they're doing to help athletes post-graduation to get into the workforce. This is going to be the place you're going to be going for the next four years, or if you transfer, I mean, that's up to you, but this is going to be the main place you're going to be, and you want to be comfortable, and you want to feel like you're equipped to go out and do what you need to do when you're done. Um, the people that are athletes right now, ask your coach. <laughs> like Michelle said, you guys can ask these questions. They're not going to, you know bark at you or bite you or anything you know they're gonna and if they say no then now you know now you have some information that you know you can work with and maybe go around them a little bit maybe go to the athletic director and see if they have some options for you um and to the postgrads i just want to say it's gonna be okay if you're feeling like you're in a rut if you're feeling like you don't have everything figured out if you're feeling like you're lost or going through a little bit of a depression state right now it's okay that we all went through the same thing and we all have that feeling. We all been through it. It's going to be okay. Just allow yourself grace, allow yourself time to figure things out um, and reach out to people, reach out to me, um, to anybody that has been through the same thing that you're going through right now. We're here for you. And, you know, athletes, we always stick together no matter what. So true that <laughs> we always do stick together. That was some really great advice. 
<laughs> right. No matter the sport, we band together, we stick together, we advocate for each other. Um, you know, we, and we stand up for each other. So that's, that's beautiful. Now, where can people, you know, find you, connect with you, maybe if they're seeking inter mentorship opportunities or just have questions or, or need advice, where can they connect with you? Yeah, you connect with me on Instagram. Uh, you can just type in Amanda Chamberlain or two underscores, Amanda Leanne, or find me on Twitter, Amanda Leanne as well. So, Amanda, thank you so much for the opportunity to, you know, pick your brain and tell your story. You know, internships are so important. I think it's time we realize the importance of that. You know, it's gotten to a point where I believe the NCAA needs to get involved somehow. And hopefully, you know, with this episode and your continued, um, you know, continued advocation for this and your continued support um, and, and, and voice in this will help push that initiative for them to really now get involved because we're sending athletes back into communities they come from empty-handed, you know? Um, and so we really need to take action on this and, you know, utilize, you know, resume workshops, career fairs, you know, everything that they need to access to be able to be, to be able to be, you know, successful and have success beyond college after they leave you know, their universities. Um, so thank you again for, for being an athlete advocate. You know, we wish you the best um, and let us know we can do anything for you. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for the time today. Um, and thank you for doing this and being the athlete's advocate. Thank you. All right, good people, catch me next time on a new episode of The Athlete's Advocate with another special guest. Don't forget to follow me on social media. My Instagram handle is at Tack, and my Twitter is Big underscore A23. My Facebook is Tack. Also, follow the podcast Instagram page at The Athlete Advocate. And remember, it doesn't matter if you're an athlete or not, whether you're a professional athlete, college athlete, or even if you just love sports. Tune in next time.